What up? Welcome back to the All Things Bengals podcast with yours truly. Bengals things, B things. Y'all know what it is. Um, it is Wednesday, August. Uh, fuck, what day is it? Um, 17th? 18th? I don't know. We're getting far into August. That's all that I know. Um, it's been a hectic last few days for me, guys. Um, I sincerely apologize not releasing the podcast on Monday. Um, it's been a whirlwind, and ultimately, I did not create enough time to get to a podcast episode. Um, got back from the Key West yesterday, dealt with some bullshit there, was at the airport 30 minutes from boarding, and um, they canceled all flights. Boom. Just fucking threw it all on us. Um, had to drive back up to the location I was at. Staying at a friend's house. Um, then had to drive up another two hours. So about three hour drive from Key West Airport to Miami Airport the next morning. Whirlwind, whirlwind, whirlwind. I'm back home in Cincinnati in the stomping grounds. Um, and about to you know inform you guys on what's been going on the last few days. You know, from Joe... Uh, where he's at with his recovery um, from his first presser, first press conference of, you know, since um, the offseason. Um, some cut downs, the roster from 89 players, the Bengals, I don't think they ever formally hit 90 players um, to 85. Some updates with practice, risers, fallers, all those things. So we're going to hop right into it. <clears throat> so with the most recent thing today being Joe's presser, or should I say this morning, because I'm recording this at 6 p.m. The Bengals practice wrapped up about two hours ago, um, and it was a fun and eventful day there, so I'm surely going to go through those. But with Joe's presser, some of the most important things I took from it was that his appendix indeed ruptured. I posted about it earlier. I'm sure every single person that's listening to this saw my main feed post excuse me, that's a big deal with the appendix rupturing. Um, obviously, I'm not a doctor, never going to act like I am, but the little bit I know, I've heard that it can be deadly if that is not traced quick enough. So Joe being the dog that he is, a guy that he is to um, not just cope, but manage and not just manage, well manage his feelings and emotion and pain tolerance, it's. It was really important that he did speak up, say, hey, I'm in a lot of pain, you know, because to an extent, of course, I don't know the pain, you know, of a fucking appendix rupture, but he's a guy that typically, you know, puts shit under the rug, you know, focus, you know, on what needs to be the matter. So my point is, is that it's great that he didn't wait too long for that thing because it's a time bomb. All I know is that toxic, you know, toxic waste of whatever sorts is flowing through your body when an appendix ruptures and that could cause, you know, liver damage and failure and other organs, things like that. So awesome to hear that he overcame that, got the surgery, obviously took longer than we thought with the recovery, which it all makes sense now that if it was just the incision of the appendectomy uh i don't know exactly what the small incision is what it does if they pull out just a part of it 
but that's a, a lot um, less severe than the rupture. So I remember just the time we were all confused for these last two, three weeks on why it was taking so long for Joe to get back on the field. That's why. Great to hear that he was full pads today, healthy, probably not 100%, surely not 100%, but damn near it. Good enough for him to feel comfortable to go full pads and go in 11-on-11s. I don't think he was limited at all today. He was limited earlier this week, so talked about a great turnaround. Um, Still don't expect him to play in any preseason games, though. Maybe... The first series versus the Rams, maybe. But that's even less likely because he's going to be competing in the joint practices against them. And they're going to go hard. You know, they're not going to... I don't know if they're going to tackle. I don't think they will. I'm not sure. But they're going to go fucking hard in those reps. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point of going on the field in a formal game just with tackling if you've already competed against the same guys maybe that's something that's going to go through the coaching staff's head and say nah joe we're not gonna you know we're not even gonna fuck with it no need to put you out there i would agree if so so joe's on pace on schedule ready to go um some other points that he made was he's down about 20 pounds Everybody's noticed that he's looked lighter. I did not think it was 20 pounds. It's an even 20 pounds throughout the entire body. I mean, you see it in his arms. And um, he said he's eating everything right now. A guy that's typically on a meal plan, eating clean overall. Um, he's eating everything to get that fucking weight up ASAP. Um, and we know exactly what he's going to do. In a matter of a few weeks, he's going to be back there. You know, a month or two, whatever it may be, you know, with the high intense cardio that they go through every single day playing football, he's going to get back there doing exactly what Joe does. And that's completing the fucking job at a great level. Um, Let's see. Now, I did not listen to Joe's presser yet. I probably should have before gathering these fucking notes here. But those are some of the main points. You know, Joe recovering from the appendectomy, feeling good, gaining those 20 pounds to get himself right to compete, um, for the most part, in the Rams joint practice, probably not preseason games. Um, so, looking forward to that. Uh, with it being the 17th or 18th today, I think the joint practice begins the week prior to uh, the week three matchup, which the week three preseason matchup is the 27th, I believe. Yeah, 12th to the 27th preseason period. So, yeah, that's starting next week. We're going to be in the thick of it next week. Is today Wednesday? Let me check. Or Thursday? Okay, Wednesday. Yeah, so a week from now, we will be in the thick of joint practices, if I'm not mistaken. So let's get it on that. Great practice today from what I was looking into. Um, Of course, Joe and Jamar doing their normal elite things, guys. Hitting 60, 70-yard tutties on on 11-on-11s. Another deep ball I saw. I saw a picture. Shout-out James Rapine. Shout-out all these fantastic analysts that do a wonderful job covering this team, gathering great footage, videos, photos, um, conversations, all of that. 
So shout out to all those people. I will be at the training camp soon. My schedule is extremely hectic right now and kind of flipped upside down with some personal matters I got going on. So I don't know when I will be able to be down at the stadium. But damn it, I will be I will be on that bridge gathering some footy from a distance away um, and see what I can get. Because there's always some bridge gems that we get with uh, uh, Bengals Twitter, Bengals Instagram. We always get some great shots, great footy. So um, definitely looking forward to getting some of that shit live because Joe and Jamar are doing their normal thing, producing. 11 on 11s went well. Um, I don't know exactly what came out of it, if defense dominated today or offense. Um, all that I know is that when number nine's out there, we're going to produce really well. Another guy from vids that I saw stand out again is Eli. Now, if people do watch that deep touchdown from Jamar, Joe to Jamar, Eli was guarding him. But first off, that's Joe and Jamar. That's the best duo in football. Going to be a greatest duo of all time. One of the greatest of all time. So a little bit of easing off of Eli there, but really pay attention to where Eli was positioned he was taping Jamar. It was far away, so maybe not as close as I thought. But damn it, it looked like he was right on him. He was covering him really well. Joe just dropped it right in the bucket. Great depth on the ball to just drop it in there perfectly. No line drive type shit. Um, so it was just a perfect pass. Eli in coverage got beat, but didn't really get beat. <clears throat> Another video. I think Joe was hitting Jamar on a um, an outside fade. Uh, looked like a 20-30 yarder, and Eli just had a fantastic PBU. PBU got his hands right in there where Jamar was. No contact, clean, fantastic play. Eli just continues to impress me. Y'all know where I stand. I run the Eli Apple train. I know I do the hype train. Choo-choo, motherfucker. But he continues to show every single day why he is a quality CB2 in this league. And I'm super happy about it. So there's uh, the Eli Apple hype for the day. <clears throat> Some other hype-worthy news is Volson taking a chunk, a chunk, not just getting in at the end, a chunk of the first team reps today. He started out there on 11-on-11s and 7-on-7s. Carmen got one rep with the first team, one. I don't know how long the 11-on-11 period went. I think it's just 15, 20 minutes. Pretty short. But to get one rep and be the third guy to get one rep or the third guy in the first team at the left guard spot, Trey Hill, if I'm not mistaken, was the second team or, or the second guard to move in on first team. So they were rotating left guards to try to see what sticks or get into that part of the preseason. Since we're technically out of training camp, we're in preseason mode, you have to see what sticks. So nice to see that Trey Hill is starting to rotate more and slowly move up in the depth chart. Reality is probably not because of high level of play, but because some guys are getting siphoned out from injury, like a Ben Brown. Ben Brown, UDFA center, um was a low-end roster guy. He was getting a lot of looks at um, second team. 
He went down with a uh, season-ending injury. I don't know what it was. It may have been um, may have been a shoulder or a quad. I'm not too sure. I'd have to look into it later. Uh, but he's out for the year. So with Trey Hill, a center, an interior player, not having to compete against another guy in Ben Brown, that just gives him more opportunity. So you definitely hope the young 21-year-old can take advantage of those. He's super young, super raw, had a bad year last year, as most of this line did. Surely didn't help with the you know, complete, utter incompetence of the interior of the O-line that he was surrounded by last year. Um, but <clears throat> back with Volson, Carmen, and Hill, it was awesome to see Volson get those reps today. And um, it's always with a grain of salt when you're facing your own team, even when you are facing opponents, but especially when you're facing your own team. But he looked good today. Like I said, why I say take it with a grain of salt. We don't want to give him a praise or a trophy or solidify him as the first, you know, fucking guard, you know, in the lineup and starting left guard. But <clears throat> so an interesting turn of events that are horrifying for Carmen is that you had the entire mountain decline coming into your second season. You are the 46th, I think 46th overall pick. You have a terrible rookie year. You have character um, or discipline issues, mainly. Um, obviously, based from some character flaws. You come in, you do a lot of the right things off the field, which is fantastic. You seem to have your mental straightened up, your discipline. You're much more on cue, on point with what you need to do. But you come in and you're still not playing at the level that you need to. He still has a lot of fundamental issues with his game. Now, I'm not going to act like some O-line expert because I'm not. But he gets bullied off the ball, off the line of scrimmage. He got bullied from second and third string guys against the Cardinals. He got bull rushed completely back into B-dot in the first quarter. It was embarrassing. Now, I don't know if that was a second string or maybe even third string guy that was on that interior that he was going against. But I spoke about it on my last episode. And as all of us know, because it's common sense, if you're a notable guy like that, you should be fucking crushing that lower end competition. Period. And he wasn't. He got his ass kicked. He had a bad game against guys that he should have kicked their ass. So, um, yeah, I already spoke a lot of that, you know, a lot about that on the previous episode, so I won't go into it. Awesome to see Volson playing quality today in 11-on-11s. Hey, I've been saying this from the jump. It was so apparent that Frank was in dire need and desire, but the dire need of a guy that has what Volson has. A guy that wants to fucking put the work in, that is hungry to work, to do everything and above and beyond of what he needs to do. Knows he's not going to get shit handed to him. Knows he's a minority when it comes to I came from an FCS school. I came from a Division II school. I'm a guy that doesn't have a lot of hype around my name. I'm a guy that produced quality 
on the field, but I have to come in every day and earn it. I, I don't deserve a damn thing. Every single day, I'm just as equal as the guy next to me, whether that guy is number 89 on the roster on July 27th or that guy is number one, the most quality player on the roster in fucking January. I am just as, I have just as good of a chance to be great as those guys and to stay humble, stay hungry, be a quality learner. That's what Volson is. And oh yeah, be good at what you do course we know Carmen has that but there's a lot of fundamental things that come with the mental game and Carmen isn't some master of his craft obviously because we saw him get fucked in the last game I'm gonna stop going on that rant because I know I can fucking go on many rants awesome to see from Volson and I think more can come from this Volson may very well become the starter that's what I've been saying that's what I actually forgot to touch on when I was going down a couple minutes ago of I said from May 1st the day he was drafted, he can be the starter. I think he will be the starter in 2022. And how it's shaping right now for Karma to come in as a third guy at the left guard for first team in 11-on-11s today. That's dog pound type shit. I'm speculating, but Frank Pollock may have him in the fucking doghouse. Dog pound, doghouse, I don't give a shit. Cleveland, doghouse, same fucking thing. The shithole. So we're going to see what develops from it. I'm damn excited to see Volson, number 67, be that starter. I don't give a damn who the fuck it is. All that I know is they need to step up and play best football to protect Joe and go win a fucking Super Bowl. The team's becoming more and more sharp every single day, guys. The DB's looking sharp. Um, Fucking receivers looking sharp. T is back. He's healthy. Was playing in 11-on-11s today. He took some light work. Um, TB's TB, Jamar's Jamar. Things are looking good, guys. B dot is back, which is great, um, injury wise, because he went out with a uh, concussion. Must have been really light uh, in the Arizona game. Pulled him. Obviously, don't have to risk too much. They know he's a bona fide QB two on this team right now. Um, and um, thinking of other injuries, Deontay Smith back at practice, which is huge. Because that can be your tackle three, your T3, your swing tackle guy to come in. We know who Isaiah Prince is right now. He's a young guy, but he's had decent amount of experience for being a backup. Um, compete with Isaiah Prince. We're really hoping to see him against AZ. We may see him against New York. I don't know. If we don't, maybe we'll see him against the Rams. Surely excited to have him back. Um, while a tackle was at practice, another one was not a practice. Lael Collins was not present today due to a personal matter. Um, from my understanding, obviously no injuries. Um, Zach said he's not too sure when he's going to be back. I don't either. Probably nothing too major. Um, but you know, everything's fine. Lael's good. He was practicing a couple days ago. So, um, hopefully whatever he's going through goes well. And he's able to come back as soon as possible in the best state as possible to play his best game and to get healthy just like the rest of these guys. So um, we'll surely be ready by week one. That's all that we know. Um, Some over the weekend roster changes that occurred was um, cutting down from 90 to 85. Now, I believe 
the Bengals never actually got to 90 players. I don't think so. Maybe they did something for like last second thing, you know, an acquisition or rising a guy from the pup list or whatever it may have been. All that I know is that they had 89 players. So they cut three and um, placed one on IR, which I already spoke on was Ben Brown, the UDFA center uh, out of Ole Miss. Hopefully he has a good recovery. It sucks that he wasn't able to get more production this year because he was certainly one of the most touted UDFA linemen coming out. He was a fifth-round prospect or fifth-round uh, projection as early. Some even had him as early as the fourth round. So uh, while he is sitting out this year, I think there's definitely some things to be excited about for O-line depth coming from Ben Brown in 2023. So best of luck to him. Um, best of luck to the guys that got cut, which was – Abu Durami Suare, the cornerback, I think um, he came from that unique uh, transfer portal or like the NFL program. He came from somewhere, had a really cool story. Um, unfortunately, you know, it was unfortunate to see his time so short, shorter than anybody's because I think he was signed in the middle of May, um, you know, just caught after the first preseason game. Best of luck to his future endeavors with his future endeavors. Same with running back Shamari Jones. I don't know where he came from. Um, Low-end guy. He was running back six, I believe. Even with the injury of um, Elijah Holyfield or Evander. No, I, I don't fucking know. Talked about this a couple weeks ago. Holyfield. Um, best of luck to Shamari on his future endeavors. And most notably, receiver Puka Williams. A bummer for a lot of people. A lot of people were really high on Puka starting that Puka Williams hype train. I'm going to be transparent. I never was, ever. I never really spoke a ton of Puka. You know, I knew he had some talent, but unfortunately, you muff your only punt in your first preseason game knowing that the special team's ace of a coach, Darren Simmons, tells you, hey, your only shot of making this team for real is with punt returning. And you muff it. You muff away your opportunity. He knew he did. It was was pretty disappointing to watch. It was sad to watch because he knew it. You've got to ace those things. Bottom line, protect the football on a punt return. They don't even... The punt return yards are... Is a... Like a plus. They they just want you to secure the football. We know how devastating it can be to muff a fucking punt. Just like last year against the 49ers. Okay? So, it's disappointing to see how things transpired with Puka... Surely, he will be on another roster. He may even be on another roster now. I'm not sure. I'd be curious to look it up. He's a good talent. And, um, yeah, best of luck for Puka, Shamari, and Abu. Uh, The Bengals also signed Javaris Davis, a cornerback from Miami. I do not know his history. I don't know if he was just a practice squad guy, 53-man active roster guy. I don't know. Uh, but we signed him and released Buki. Buki! Radley Hiles. That's a dope-ass name. Um, I think I saw him number... Maybe number 39 or something, or 49. I was like, damn, that's a dope name. I saw Hadley. Uh, Radley Hiles. And I was like, damn, fucking Buki. So, Buki got the boot. So, um, that's pretty much it, guys. Fun practice today. 
Things are moving so fast. Game on Sunday, Saturday. Damn, I fucking. I'm gonna look this up right now. The first preseason game was on the twelfth on a Friday, so then that's gotta be Saturday. Um, twenty first, so it is a Sunday at seven p.m. Here we go. All right, at MetLife Stadium. So there it is, guys. Uh, preseason game two coming up fast. Have guys coming back from injury. A couple guys exiting from injury. But most importantly, we're healthy. Knock on wood. Good health. Clean health. So um, appreciate you guys listening to the All Things Bengals podcast. Can't wait. Season's coming up so fast. Hope you guys enjoy your day. I'll talk to you later on Friday. Peace.